following is a Journey into Comics Network production. What's up, guys? Brando here, one of the EVPs of the Journey into Comics Network, Podmaster, host extraordinaire of the Journey into Comics podcast, Journey to Wrestling, and the Game Addicts podcast. And you are listening to the best of the week. And what this show is, it's like a little bit of an appetizer of all the shows we have to offer here on the network. You get a best of clip of every single show that airs throughout the week. So if it's your first time or you just want to relive some of your favorite segments, this is the place to be on this nice, lazy Sunday afternoon. So kick your feet up, relax, unless you're driving, you know, be safe. You know, you don't want to kick your feet up if you're driving and enjoy the best of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey Into Comics. So we could talk about the movie Going Experience because there were some interesting things that happened. Uh, conversations, people were nerding out all around us. The vibe was mm-hmm. very energetic with nerddom and happiness and excitement for this movie. Yeah, everybody um, was super jazzed to be there. It was a very raucous crowd, though. Yeah, it was hard to hear some of the, like, during the comedic parts when everybody was laughing. It was hard to pick up on any of the lines after. And here's one thing I was... But it made uh, it fun, you know. It was interesting, too, because every time one of the major characters made their first appearance on screen, the crowd popped. Yeah. Like... Everybody, you included, everybody oh, was clapping. Yeah. And you have to. When Wakanda showed up, I was like, there's Wakanda. Fuck yeah. Let's go. Yeah, like, everybody it's time, was cheering. You know? Like the movie is. It just, that was a fun movie to go see, but it was definitely brutal. So be prepared for that. Yeah. And it's weird because, and maybe I, I don't know if I'm like um, the darkness in me because of how much I love Thanos and his story. Seeing it a second time made it solidified how much I believe in this movie Mm -hmm. as the first of all, it's the perfect Marvel movie um, because it ties so many. I mean, we'll get it again. No spoilers right now, but there are so many things they tie in across the board, across the whole spectrum of Marvel Mm -hmm. from little one liners that were set in other movies to major moments. You never expected to happen to surprise appearances that blow your fucking mind like Mm -hmm. they they just they hit it on the head uh i feel like at this point though it would be silly to say like oh a casual moviegoer wouldn't know what they were getting into i don't think a casual moviegoer would go to see that with the expectation of knowing everything like they would almost just go okay let me get immersed in whatever the story is if they don't know the right yeah you don't you don't have to have seen any of the other movies to you know, take away something from this movie. Exactly. Like you could get lost in that story regardless mm-hmm. of it was knowing good. the ins and outs. And I know that because dad missed like three of the most important Marvel movies. Oh he yeah. He missed Black Panther. He missed Civil War and he missed Doctor Strange. Oh damn. Now they're all on me, obviously, because I'm the <laughs> one that shows him stuff. But he, I thought he had told me he had seen Civil War and I had thought we tried to watch Doctor Strange and he just wouldn't get into it. He like didn't believe mm. that it was going to be an awesome movie. Doctor Strange was an awesome it, movie. It definitely starts slow and then when it, it picks up... And I love up, Doctor like, oh. Strange in Infinity War. Absolutely. Benedict Cumberbatch is amazing. And that's yeah. another thing too. They're so clever how they utilized that cast. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing. The way they orchestrate this movie is... They've hit their stride, that's for sure. But not only did they... In their prime. I mean... Cinematic history, the way they told this narrative, it's never been done like that before on such a grandiose scale. Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of star power in that movie. I mean, there was a, there was actually a surprise star that makes an appearance in that movie that 
did no press for this movie, could not talk about his role or do anything of the like with this movie. And when you find out who it is, you're just like, what the, how in the, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, raucous crowd, they're clapping and cheering and going crazy, but it was awesome. The whole experience was great. There was maybe one or two moments like, um, there's the trailer moment. So this is not a spoiler. This is something people have seen. The trailer moment where Quill is talking to Tony. Yeah. And he goes, your plan is good, except it sucks. So maybe I should do the plan and then it might be really good. Right. And the kids behind us were like loudly quoting it. And I was like, you're kind of taking me out of it, guys. Like, yeah. shut up. But I was, yeah, I didn't want to snap at them because they were super cool before the movie, nerding out and you know, asking questions because it seemed like I knew what I was talking about, at least in some capacity. And, yeah. You know, I'd given my loose um, uh, opinions. You being but, the social butterfly. Yeah, well, that's who I am. But I, what do you think on the flip? <laughs> I've called this movie essentially flawless and how it delivers its narrative and it serves a purpose and can be taken from any aspect. I also feel like it's it's safe to say that now there's not really many people out there, I think, that haven't seen this, the Marvel Universe. Like, Right. I mean, two... who already hasn't, se- who hasn't seen Infinity War yet? I mean... Do you want the numbers before you give your review, or do you want the Actually, review? we haven't even talked about the numbers. You were telling me that this is, like, one of the biggest movies in history or something. Let's bring up this historic shit, because this, this is, like... They beat all, like, all the records. They dish... No, 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 no. For most of this, they destroyed records. Some of it, they barely beat records. So it's very interesting. Um, Okay, that's the international. I want the... All the records Infinity War has broken so far. Thanks so much to our friends over at comicbook.com for calling up this article where it's all the source material for all the news we want to cover. So let's break it down. It opened on Thursday... $39 $39 million. Opening night. Opening night on Thursday. Uh, the next night it does $106 million on Friday, opening day. Mm-hmm. Uh, 81 on Saturday and 61 on Sunday. So it hits $250 million domestic, mm-hmm. beating The Force Awakens. The biggest, like, oh my God, Star Wars is coming back, man. Right. And Avengers just topped that. Mm-hmm. Whoa. So that's pretty incredible, but here's the here's the full breakdown of everything they have done. To recap, Infinity War is now the record holder of biggest domestic opening of all time, biggest international opening of all time, biggest superhero opening of all time, biggest Saturday of all time in North America, biggest Sunday of all time in North America, biggest opening of all time in seven other international markets, and... It still has not yet released in the second largest market, China. Oh, wow. And Russia. Damn. Which is the 14th largest market. So this movie is... It's on track to make a ton of money. <laughs> records away, I mean, before this is all said and done. And it's... I mean, it received an A from CinemaScore. Rotten Tomatoes heralded it as certified fresh. It gets like 89%. Mm. Uh I don't think I've seen very many people say sour things about this movie, but the people that do, like, I want to just address this really quick. The people that do are kind of like, they seem like they're just haters because they don't say anything of substance. And then like you give them, you substantiate and go, Hey, what you're saying, I appreciate your opinion, but however, here's 
proof in the movie that what you're saying is definitely not true. Like, here's all this cool character building and backstory and where all this interconnectivity lies. And they go, oh, that's not true. That didn't happen in the movie at all. What? Now you're just talking crazy. Like, you're mm-hmm. not hearing what's actually going on. And that's you. Hater's gonna hate. Exactly. Hate is gonna hate. So anyways, are you a hater of this movie? What do you think? <laughs> well, on that note, um, no, I'm not a hater on this movie. I, I enjoyed this movie. I'd see it again. Um, I'd even go so far as saying I'd see it again in theaters, which I don't typically do. I think we've know. done that for, we actually did it for Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. We did not do it for Last Jedi. No. I only saw that. Well, I saw it twice, but you did I not only see saw it twice. Once. Yeah, you know, well, get busy and whatnot. But anyway, uh, yeah, I liked this movie. I would probably give it like an A-. minus. A minus. Hell yeah, yeah, it's getting the minus just because I felt like it was a little emotionally over the top, like trying to manipulate, you know, emotions. And it was just like certain things were just like, okay, calm down, guys. It's getting a little cheesy, but I don't want to get into any spoilers. Well, guess what? Is it time? Well, t- not for our listeners. Okay. Because now our listeners are going to be taken on a trip. They're going to be visited by the one and the only Andrew Poor. He's going to take over for a few minutes. He's going to give his spoiler-free opinion as well. Then that's going to be followed up by our good friends, Mr. Tyler from Podcastrophe and the Podcast Menace, and our own, the Podmaster himself, co-founder of JIC, Brando. (laughs) Brando. Okay. They're going to be talking (laughs) about it as well. And then we will be coming back. But we're actually going to just keep talking. We'll, With our spoiler we'll come back. full rendition. Hardcore spoilers. All, right. all, all, all firing away here, folks. So AP, go ahead and take it away. So after coming out of my second screening of Avengers Infinity War, I finally am able to kind of put my thoughts together on how I felt about the film. And it's actually interesting in so many ways. It's able to take the individual aspects of all of the films that came before it and meld them together in a way that I think only the Russo brothers could pull off. The themes, the evolution of characters that were set in stone, especially the arc that Taika... Uh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce it. The director of Thor Ragnarok, the what he established for Chris Hemsworth's Thor going into Thor Ragnarok and then coming out of it into Infinity War. He really... I think... If you didn't have Thor Ragnarok in there, Infinity War would have suffered immensely. From the suburbs of Chicago and Illinois, this is The Poor Report with your host, Andrew Poor. And the one for today is actually not one that I even talked about before on this show. It's one that actually came about... Last Tuesday, which was the day the episode on Barbara Bush dropped, uh, my fiance Liz and I were attending a book event with uh, Jillian Flynn and Pat Oswalt. And I went mainly because I am a big Pat Oswalt fan. I've always loved to stand up, and I've been following him on Twitter for a number of years now. And I learned that his wife was a true crime writer and has been doing a ton of research about... Some stuff that's been going on lately, and I apologize for that. My cat said it knocked over their food container and fell over the floor. So that's a lot of fun, but I digress. So 
on Tuesday night, there was a book event in Naperville, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago for those of you who don't listen in the States or from Illinois or Indiana or that lot, a lot of people from the network. So we were attending this book event and it was about Patton Oswalt's wife, Michelle Namara's book on the Golden State Killer. The Golden State Killer was a killer who terrorized... Uh, California over a decade in the 70s, causing uh, numerous deaths. He had something like, I have the information in my article, but something like 50 rapes and 12 murders over the course of his time. And it was kind of a crazy event. There was um, obviously Gillian Flynn, who wrote The Gone Girl and Sharp Objects and a couple of those books in that series, which I really enjoyed reading The Gone Girl, saw the movie. Obviously, didn't hold a candle to the book, like all books, but it was a really interesting night. I learned a lot about this killer and the people that were involved in seeing this book, not just Michelle McNamara, but the two researchers that she worked with, who unfortunately I don't remember their names, um, ended up following them on Twitter because it led to a very interesting story that happened just the night after, between Tuesday night and Wednesday morning, uh, California police may have caught the Golden State Killer, based on DNA evidence, and I'll, then I'll get into this all in the article, but going from hearing about a book that I, about a person I knew nothing about by an author that I knew nothing about other than the fact that she was married to Patton Oswalt, and then the tragedy of uh, her death two years ago due to some uh, undiagnosed heart condition and sleep disorder and just the stress of this research that Unfortunately, left Pat Oswald a widower and left the their daughter without a mother, and it just it was a tragic story, but that it had a such an interesting ending when you see that like within twenty four hours of this event, there was a person in custody that they believe is linked, and there's a lot of information, and then there's going to be a trial and all of this, and it seems like they might finally have justice for all these people, and the research that Michelle McNamara did finally feels validated, and it helped keep the story in the public eye, and I really am just going to jump into the articles now so I can give you really updated information. So uh, first, I have four articles, like I usually do for the Poor Four segment, to go through, and um, this is from Rolling Stone. It says, Golden State Killer, Patton Oswald on Michelle McNamara catching a serial killer. Patton Oswald has had an insane two days, but really the insanity began years ago. Uh, Michelle McNamara, his investigative journalist wife, died unexpectedly in 2016, leaving the actor-comedian a single father and leaving her life's work unfinished. Then Oswald, along with a couple of McNamara's colleagues, Billy Jensen and Paul Haynes, those were the guys at the event, um, completed I'll Be Gone in the Dark, her gripping obsessive true crime book about a monster she had dubbed the Golden State Killer. McNamara had faith that the man who was responsible for 12 murders and more than 50 rapes would eventually be brought to justice, and she was convinced that old DNA evidence, the crimes took place between 1976 and 1986, coupled with new technology, would play a key role in ending the story. This week, on the very day that an HBO documentary series based on her book began filming, and almost exactly two years to the day of her after her death, um, the HBO documentary was actually kicked off at that book event I was at, so I may be in the background of a... So maybe in the background of an HBO documentary, which is kind of cool. So McNamara m- might have been proved right. The alleged killer, Joseph James D'Angelo, was arrested and charged with two of the murders. And authorities have reportedly linked him to the rest via DNA evidence using information from a commercial online geolo- 
genealogy database, according to the New York Times. It was almost exactly as she predicted. As Haynes and Jensen wrote in the book, the idea that the answer to this mystery is probably hiding in the database of a 23andMe and Ancestry.com kept Michelle up at night. Early the morning after the arrest, Oswald's phone began to light up as the news broke. He caught a plane to New York where an appearance on Late Night with Seth Meyers gave the slightly bewildered comic a chance to process some of his emotions and pay tribute to McNamara. Rolling Stone caught up with him just after he landed back home in Los Angeles on Thursday. He was exhausted, slightly jubilant, and a bit stern, sometimes all in the same sentence. An understandable combination of emotions considering the particularly unusual web he crawled through in 48 hours. And this is kind of some context from the interview. Can you walk me through what your day was like on Wednesday when the news first broke that an arrest had been made? I kind of tweeted it all out Tuesday. I was in Chicago doing a book event, which was also being filmed for this HBO documentary. The whole family was there. We talked about the book, talked about the case. Me, Billy Jensen, Paul Haynes, one of us said, time's running out for this guy. We went to bed around 11, then Wednesday morning around 4 a.m., text start pinging in. They caught the guy, it seems real. The rest of the day was airport New York interviews, calling people, answering texts, you can imagine. Before the arrest, did you actually feel like things were closing in? The time was running out for the killer? I didn't feel like things were closing in at all. I was just being hopeful about it. I didn't have any information or intuition about anything. At the press conference announcing Joseph D'Angelo's arrest, a reporter asked whether Michelle's book had anything to do with the case being solved, and the answer from authorities was essentially that no, it hadn't. People on Twitter, including you, feel that it's not entirely true. In your mind, what did Michelle's work do to help bring him to justice? It put way more light and attention on this case. Even though she passed away, there were suddenly news reports about it. 48 Hours did a piece after she passed away, and there was a lot more activity on the message board, so of course it increased attention. I'm not trying to minimize the work of the police and the investigators at all. I know what they went through. Michelle was interviewing those guys for years. She knew the decades of frustration, but I certainly think that the book helped. In a Los Angeles Magazine article from 2013 about the case, Michelle wrote that naming these types of killers was important to catching them. Marketing matters, she wrote, and she coined the name Golden State Killer, for a person who had been called a lot of confusing names up until that point. It's important to have an evocative name that lands, rather than a mishmash of acronyms which is going to happen in a case that's this long, and happening in that many jurisdictions where they don't share information. They didn't know these crimes were linked by DNA until the 90s when DNA testing came out. So there are a whole bunch of reasons that end up having the names that he had that were trying to get the East Area Rapist, things going again at the press conference, but it quickly turned into Golden State Killer, because that's what everyone knows him as now. And that's the name Michelle gave him. Did Michelle have any private theories about who the killer might be that she didn't feel comfortable putting in the book? I don't think she was comfortable with theories. She wasn't good going to say a theory unless she had the facts to back it up. She had some wide-ranging ideas of what his profession might be, but as far as a specific person, no, she didn't like to speculate. She wanted facts before she moved. You mentioned a couple times that you might want to meet D'Angelo at some point. I'm certainly not a courageous man. I would just bring the question that she has at the end of her book and just ask him those. If that ever happened, it would happen years down the line. This guy's got to go through trials, but it would be nice to get answers to those questions. I'm not bloodthirsty. I don't want to gloat or gawk at this guy. I'm if an opportunity came up, I would certainly take it just for her sake. I assume this development is going to cha completely change the scope of the HBO documentary. It's a completely different storyline now. We don't know which way it's going to go. We were going to talk about that next week. We have no idea. That was the first day of filming. The day before he got caught, it's going to become very interesting. What, if anything, does your daughter Alice know about all this? I haven't told her yet. I've been traveling, and I don't want to tell her over FaceTime or email. She's nine. I'll probably tell her tomorrow in the afternoon. 
I'm going to pick her up from school and we'll talk. She knew what Michelle did, but tomorrow I can lay some stuff out. When she's older, much older, she can read the book and see that her mom was kind of a hero. She was the voice for the voiceless. How do you think Michelle would have reacted to the news? I would never insult her by trying to predict what her reaction would be. She was way too complex a person for me to do that. That was one of the reasons I loved her so much. She was so unpredictable. She would have had 50 different emotions every minute. What about you? How would you describe your emotions over the past couple of days? I know that in a couple of days I'll still, I'm still in sleep deprived, numb, exhilarated mode. I honestly don't know. I'll know in a few days. And then it ends with, I'll call you back in a few days then. And then he says, okay, follow up. And that was the Rolling Stone article. Red meat, we crave sustenance. Guys, we are not invading my aunt. I'm your host, Nate. Today joining me, as always, co-founder of Foodies Watching Movies. Veronica, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How's it going? It's great. It's a lovely Earth Day afternoon here. Yes, happy Earth Day. Uh, although, by the time people are hearing it, it's actually May. When yeah, we're time traveling us, again. We're, we're doing that time travel jazz, but... Of course, welcoming back to the show our other co-host of Foodies Watching Movies, Lauren, how are you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. Fuck yeah, I'm glad to have you back on the show. Yeah, I've been hanging out with you guys for like the past three days. I know, I know. it's a new record. She's not annoyed with us yet. <laughs> <laughs> Give it time. We've done well. Also joining us today for the first time uh, ever is our dear friend, Mr. Andrew Yuhas. How's it going? It's going great, and thank you for having me on here. I'm very excited. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Andrew works um, in the movie theater industry, and we thought it would be really fun for you to come up and you know hang out with us and do a podcast. So I'm happy to have you. Happy to be on. How's your weekend been up here? Well, obviously it's been amazing because you know whenever I see these guys, I just feel in my element, and we've had so much fun hanging out. <sighs> Absolutely. Yeah, we did a lot of stuff. We watched a lot of movies. We've eaten a lot of food. Mm-hmm. We've had a very productive weekend. Yeah, wow. It started uh, Thursday, which was at that point my birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got up here relatively late, which was more like a, hey, we're so glad you're here. Let's all go to sleep now. It's We're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're over 30. It's uh, past one. It's time for bed. Yeah. Of course, then the, the following Friday, we hung out all day. We got to see a lot of different people, had a little get together. Mm-hmm. Lauren came over. Our friend Mandy came over. It was great times, man. Yeah, nice little potty. So, uh, <laughs> Andrew, right out the gate, you know, you're, you're new to podcasting, first of all. This is your first soiree into it. First ever. Okay. So, what's the most random thing you could ever say on a podcast and go? Oh, no. And the brain freaks Oh, man, that was so walk. mean. I was just trying to see, I was just trying to see if, if he Way was going to gonna go, be spontaneous Nate. on that. It's okay. You don't have to go there yet. Just at some point, drop a random on me. Okay, bring I'll it do on. it. I'll, I'm all on it. Anyways, um, where do we want to start, I guess? Well, I guess we could talk about yesterday. All, we we uh, Andrew wanted to go to the Albanese Candy Factory mm. uh, before we hit up the movie theater, obviously. And uh, that was pretty fun. I had never been there before. Like, I've only been to the little outlet where, you know, you get, like, just half the experience. Oh, yeah. So it was really insane. Honestly, I'm going to say I didn't really like going there just because it was, there were so many people. It was really overwhelming. And, like, people were in my personal space to the point where I wasn't comfortable, all fighting over chocolates and gummies and candies. (laughs) And there was a lot of waiting and... 
I guess it, it all ended happily because I got like $60 worth of fucking candy. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there were a lot of candies purchased yesterday. Um, is the second time you've been to Albany's? Yes. What was your experience like this time? Well, it's the, the thing is, the this time it was, as you know, Veronica said, it was a lot more hectic because the first time I went, I distinctly remember there not being that many people. And so I really had the whole store to myself, so to speak, or well, ourselves. But this time uh, it was way more crowded. Uh, people were kind of trying to bulldoze right, right through me, which, you know, that's cool. But I distinctly remember, though, the the Albany's workers, they were very helpful and very knowledgeable. So I really liked that part. Yeah. Everybody that worked there was, was pretty nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think they did a great job of helping us and, you know, being really kind. Lauren, have you ever been to Albany's? Mm -hmm. I've been there. I've been there years ago. Me and my friend Val, we, we got high and then we went to Albany's. (laughs) (laughs) What a day. Entirely too much money or was it all free samples? Um, I believe we spend quite a bit of money, each of us. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. What's your go-to pick when you go there? Anything with chocolate and peanut butter. Mm. Fair. That's what Andrew liked. You got mm-hmm. the peanut butter pretzel cups or something, right? Yeah. I got chocolate Dark chocolate. What are those? Dark chocolate peanut butter meltaways? Yes. Oh, I'm yeah. Those are amazing. One. Does everybody want one? I right don't now? want one. I'm not a you big lost? dark yeah. chocolate yeah. fan. Yes, sure. Thank you. I somewhat just tolerate I'll chocolate. <laughs> I knew you would because, of course, they're delicious. I kind of want my, one. like, fruit slices, though. You mm. want some fruit slices? That's my go-to when I go to Albany's. I always get the little tiny, like, f- slices of fruit gummy things. Those yeah, things. they're just called Albany's fruit slices. And they're my fucking jam. They have, like, Tootsie Rolls there or something similar to Tootsie Rolls? Yeah. They've got, like, the multicolored ones. Yeah. I like those. I remember those fruit slices. The the texture is what got me. Yeah. These I, are fucking delicious. Does anybody want to try one? Are you into your chocolates? I'll give it a moment. Okay. My mouth is overwhelmed with dark chocolate right now, which is not a bad thing. This is incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Peanut buttery, dark chocolatey, just perfection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, what is not perfection? Lauren, I don't know <laughs> if you saw this or not. I'm, thro- I'm throwing Mentos under the fucking bus right now because fuck them. Uh, just for this one. I love Mentos. They're what flavor? They're caramel mint. Caramel mint? Mentos. Yeah. Mentos. Caramel mint Mentos. <laughs> yep. That sounds kind of horrific I'll to me. I'll let you stew on that if that's something you want to try. I wouldn't recommend it. Of course I don't want to try this. <laughs> Why would I want to try this? For sport. Especially after you just said what Caramel's you said about it. filled with mint dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. I don't think Mentos, that sounds good. The fresh maker. <laughs> <laughs> Mentos better, Mentos fresher. I don't want one. They sound horrible. Let me just say, I'm, I was trying to compose myself. So sorry. <laughs> what it is? The Mentos. I want to talk about the flavor. It's really the most bizarre thing you can imagine, because you're eating this caramel thing, and you're like, "Oh, it's caramel, cool," and then you start to bite into it, and you're like. But mint? <laughs> what? It's so it's a caramel filled with mint dark chocolate, not not dark chocolate, mint dark chocolate filled with caramel. Right. It's a caramel mm-hmm. filled with mint chocolate. Uh, you know That's very strange. Why wouldn't they do it the other way around? I'm do you need sure. to try one and find out? She does. She's looking at it like fuck what do I do, do here? It, do, do it, do it, do it. Peer do pressure it. is the thing. Personally, it I just double dare you. To me, it just tastes like a Tootsie roll. With 
you know, you take a bite into it, like, oh, there's the mint cream, but that's all it tastes like to me. Mm. But it's Tootsie Roll filled with mint cream. That's That sounds awful. Yeah. I don't like Tootsie Rolls. No. I do. I like the multicolored ones, and that's the it. The Fruitsies. Cause, yeah, because oh. they're more like taffy, you know? Mm-hmm. I like taffy. Oh, yeah, they are. Gonna... I love Tootsie Rolls. Oh, you do love Tootsie Rolls. We've talked Ooh, about this before. You, might need to try you got like <laughs> gifted with a giant bag of fucking Tootsie Rolls like from Labor Day or something. <laughs> no, it was Halloween. Halloween, yeah. Yeah, yeah Halloween. Because we had, two, didn't we have two big ass bags of them yeah. like still unopened and we gave you a whole bag. Just yeah. Like, take it. I brought it home with me and I emptied it into like this big like serving bowl that I had this big white like nice. punch bowl that I like a ceramic bowl that I had and mm-hmm. it stayed in there for maybe like a month or so. <laughs> Easy to do though, mm-hmm. just picking away and snacking here and there. I'm gonna try this uh, orange. What is this mini orange slice? Yeah, it's just a little fruit slice, and I that f- flavor is orange. I feel like Paul Rudd. Does anybody have any orange slices? <laughs> Civil War. These are the mini ones. I also got a small bag of the larger ones, which were my OG favorite, my you know my original favorite. And uh, they didn't have very many, so I I got what was left. Which is only like maybe four or five. You know what I genuinely appreciate about those? Hmm. They don't stick to your teeth. No. They're easy to mm-hmm. chew. Yeah. Right. You don't feel like you need to brush your teeth right after you eat these. Yeah. And the uh, texture is really cool. I like it. But the orange mm-hmm. flavor was kind of weak as fuck for me. Mm. Like maybe well, it's all the other you gotta flavors. You got to try one of the bigger on. ones. I'll go grab the bigger ones. I'll be right back. Okay, sure. Anyways, so we did. Did we really dive into your like movie history? You're a big movie dude. Love movies. Uh, favorite movie all time. Kill Bill. Favorite comedy of all time? Uh, you know, that's actually, it's a tie. Okay, bring on the tie. It's uh, honestly a tie between uh, Mean Girls and Bridesmaids because it's so quotable. Man, <laughs> Bridesmaids is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. No, Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Mean oh. Girls is where it's at. I love mm-hmm. Mean I Girls. Right. My sister and I love Mean Girls. Yeah, of course, yeah. you guys do. Yeah. It's a classic. Okay, I, I found these big fruit slices. Okay. So you're bringing out the big dogs. And then the texture on those bigger slices. Should I just like break even a better. piece off? And try, that looks like an actual piece of like right? lemon. These lemon ones are like a little like Thank you. a little harder. But okay. I, I like that. That texture. Mm-hmm. I love this. Yeah. These ones are good. The watermelon ones are really good. Mm-hmm. But, my favorite. I really love the lemonade flavored ones, but they were totally out of them. So whatever. That's really wow. good. I first had these like at this candy store in my hometown. And, That's good. Mm-hmm. But it closed, and then I saw them again years later at like Six Flags, nice. and, like the sweet shop in, at Six Flags, and I would get it every time I go there because they're so good. Mm. My vote is yes. Mm. They are very good. We're gonna we're fuck gonna, the sodomites in, in the. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I want to start the show off by, um, we have a longtime fan of the show, usually here every episode, and she's not in our chat right now, I don't believe. So she can't defend herself, and that's her fault. She this shouldn't. is perfect time. Perfect yes, time. Perfect time. Uh, longtime giant fan of the show, I'd say third biggest fan of the show, Miss Jennifer Wheeler. Uh, I found, we found, we work with her. 
as most fans, anybody who listens to the show knows, and we usually respond to her in the chat. Um, we work with her. We found out a very important thing, very funny, stupid thing about her today. Uh, in her 31 years of life, I, I actually ran to the bat, ran to her today uh, from where I was and asked her how old she was just so I could use it against her today. All right. Yes. I was like, it's like, Jennifer, how old are you? I was like, you're 31, right? She's like, she like looks at me and knows exactly what I'm doing. I'm like, she goes, guess. <laughs> I was like, okay, bye. Ran back. <laughs> and uh, so I run back and continue on my day. So here we are. And I'm, I'm about to drop a bombshell on everybody. Jennifer, in 31 years of life, did not know that Alaska was attached to Canada. <laughs> She, she thought it was an island. She thought it was an island. Oh, like the uh, the inset maps where everything's down at the bottom, like Hawaii <laughs> and, and like... Alaska and, are down at the bottom of the map? Yeah. <laughs> she never explained why she thought it was an island. That's got to be it. Uh, yeah, that, that was one of my theories. Uh, but she asked somebody, like, like, how do people get to Alaska? Is there, like, a bridge? Or And, and someone responded, yeah, it's called Canada. Without missing a beat. <laughs> without missing a beat. Without thinking about it. Without. And she, and she told me this. She she told me this like say like saying she asked somebody else, and then she brought this to me, and I'm like, what the fuck, Jennifer? The fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. So, be normal, gay. That's that. Uh, I don't even know this person, but I'll, this is, I'll join you guys in making fun of this. Me. Go just goes to show how fucking worthless our public education system is. <laughs> To be fair, she went to Brookston. That's irrelevant. Our public education system is fucking retarded. You know, Wait, how old are you? I'm 27. Or I'm getting ready to be 27. You're getting ready to be 27, dick. I'm 27, going to be 28 later this year. Okay, so I'm I'm older than all of you guys. And, I mean, we still had globes. <laughs> so I saw a globe once. <laughs> yeah, you saw a globe once. I, yes. might, I, might I think we had them, too. <gasps> Yeah. I'm thinking about it. The reason I say that, and you know, I'm the king of unpopular opinions and and things that piss people off. You are good at that. My personal opinion is that teachers are the most overpaid people in the history of the workforce. It depends. Overpaid? Overpaid. Really? And I'll tell you I'll tell you why I think that. They get more paid days off and more excused absences or just days off in general than anyone else. In the world, they get more. I don't feel like going to work today. All right, we'll call in a substitute teacher. No problem. And when the way that I view just life in general, time is worth more than money because money is not money is an abstract concept anyway. It's it's an imaginary thing, and uh, especially when we don't have any standard to uh, hold that money against, but. Time is something that is limited. You have a limited amount of time. So when you are given the freedom to utilize the small amount of time that you have more so than anybody, that's worth more than money as, as far as I'm concerned. Now, I will agree that they're underpaid in the fact, or in regards to the job that they do, but as a whole, they're the most overpaid people. You think they have better benefits than they necessarily should because of the the paid time off correct um i like that you brought up the uh, lack of gold or silver standard in something that was totally not related at all i think that's <laughs> hilarious 
He's good at that. I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're both abstract things that aren't really defined by anything. I wouldn't disagree with that. So that's kind of interesting that they have a relationship at all. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just because humans are fucked up. Yes, stupid. we are. We are 100% <laughs> fucked up. But I'm, th- I'm not going to ramble about a lot. I think a lot of the problem with... Uh, uh, school in general now is the um, focus on standardized testing. That is yes. definitely it, a big. It's not about issue. it's not about learning. It's about cranking out test scores, cranking yes. out cranking out graduates. And it it it's it was slowly working its way that way when my sister was in school. She's a few years older than me, and it was more intensive when I was in school. And I'm sure you guys are like five years behind me. Mm-hmm. So it was more like that then, and it's even more focused now where curriculum is only about getting good eye steps or whatever yeah. your state fuck eye step fucking uh standardized testing is i think it's still eye step when i'm a well fir- i mean that's indiana i'm yeah. just saying okay. I don't okay. know if, if there's anybody that listens to this that isn't you know from lafayette i'm a firm believer <laughs> that you go to school not to learn you go to school to learn to be compliant yeah to know how to answer the right questions Correct. with the right answer, yeah. And you know, there's a lot of fucked up stuff about school that people don't realize. Like, yeah. do you know why they teach math in school? Hmm. This is psychology for you. There is literally only one reason that you learn math in your lifetime. Go for it. It is the only thing you learn that ma- that literally makes you increase the size of your brain matter. It makes your brain grow in size. Nothing else that you learn makes your brain grow in size math is the only thing interesting and that's 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 really cool for me to hear my grandpa was the head of the math department in delphi for 30 years so math bro math bro (laughs) math yeah i i i hate i hate the fact that it's not about learning it's about fucking just you're learning to get a good test score you're not learning to actually learn Mm -hmm. and uh that sucks well, and sucks. part of the reason I have I have such a so hold on so that being said, teachers, some of them, some not all, are are just there to you know do that. They're they're just there to help up that test score mm-hmm. for well, your and school. They're there to collect a paycheck. Yeah, and you know, first and foremost, teachers are there to collect a paycheck. Yeah, but yeah. The, but I mean there are there are portion. teachers out there that are like they they care about their job. They care about teaching what. Right, their, their subject is, but know? I think that's that's a lot like any job, really. I mean, we all have that where mm-hmm. there's people that are just there, um, going through the motions to collect Correct. a paycheck, no matter what the job is, and there are people that are actually that actually give a shit about whether they do their job right or well, mm-hmm. or oh, how the company does. Just like me, like I am, I am at Subaru because I love sealing cars. Like You're a it is, idiot. it is my life's passion. Uh, it, yeah, you probably you probably make like half again as much as me and care like a third as much as I I do about my job, but uh, approximately thirty percent. Yeah, approximately. Well, that, that's the issue. I mean, we've all we've all been through the public education system. We've all had very good teachers that go above and beyond mm-hmm. to um, help people. And I don't want to say that are learning challenge, but some everybody learns shit different. Yes, and we—it's very easy to see the teachers that put in the time to actually teach people stuff, and the teachers that put in the time 
to collect a paycheck. You know, and unfortunately, my experience with the education system was more so teachers just collecting a paycheck. And, you know, I'm sure that my opinion was a little bit skewed because of my attitude. You know, and it's not me tooting my own horn. A lot of times I was sitting in class and I could have been teaching the class because of the subject matter that they were teaching, which 90% of it is bullshit. So I had a bad attitude out of the gate. And oh, then, yeah. And then you get somebody that doesn't give a fuck about what they're, what they're up there talking about. Well, I'm going to challenge you because you're supposed to give a shit and you don't. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of issues everywhere. Like always, like I said, I have the unpopular opinion. It, it's an opinion that you don't hear very often. And no, I'm, most people would say the opposite of correct. what you just said yeah. about teachers. And I'm I'm so anti-conformity that you know it just fuels. I I would almost say my my bias on that opinion that much more because. But I like I like the way that you didn't say they were overpaid with like actual currency. They're, they're definitely not overpaid. You, with you said money. they're they're overpaid with time. Yes, and you know you're right nail on the head. Nail on the head. Before uh, before we get too deep down the rabbit hole, yeah, we should probably introduce our guests. You're no, right. it's fine. The, the I like being been talking. They've, they've, been, they've been talking and everything. No. Uh, we got Ryan. Uh, I haven't said shit. So. Ryan Lewis. <laughs> Ryan Lewis. Yeah, I drew a blank on your name. And then that's fine. Shane back here. You can just call me Puddin. Vocalist and bassist like for um, like <laughs> the band Only Human. Good luck. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Addicts Podcast, the show where we talk about the modern and retro video games that we play and collect. I am your host, Brando. Joining me here today, once again, as player two, is my buddy, Tyler. Hey, dude. I'm How's back it? again. Yeah, man. Yeah, you are back again. And, uh, and you know, we actually had a plan, and I threw that plan completely out the window. We were going to talk about Metal Gear, and that was it today, but we there was just so much stuff to talk about, and we've sort of, uh, I've decided to move for, to shift the release schedule to every other week uh, for the time being until we can get back into the full groove of things. And uh, a lot of stuff's been going down. A lot of stuff's been happening. E3's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. A lot of rumors and innuendo. Um, and then also we had a, the release of a really big game uh, for the PS4 and God of War, which I actually did end up purchasing yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Okay, so guys, uh, and, 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 and to be fair, you did too? I got the game. You went way above what I did. You got something that I really wanted. Okay, look, okay. So guys, I don't know if I said it in the last episode. I've been having issues with my PS4. I, uh, wanting to turn on. That's a problem. And mine's a launch model. I got it on the launch night. I told the story here before. And it, we would have it off. You would you would go up there. You either hit the button on on the controller, or you would you know uh, the original launch models were touch. You know you mm-hmm. go back there. You use not a button. It's like you you rub your finger on it. You know, and it would beep, flash blue, off, and then it wouldn't respond. It'd be dead. So you'd have to unplug it, wait, plug it back in, try it again, and literally Walking Dead finale night. We were going to watch it on view. 
and spent 40 minutes messing with that thing trying to get it turned on. Finally, it turned on, booted up. It, it checked the memory because it, it was shut down wrong. I'm like, what has been going on with this thing? And since we have a kid, we watch Netflix and movies all day on that damn thing. Right. So it, it's been getting more use than the like the PS3 did when I had it. I didn't have a kid. I use it a lot, but also it wasn't going all day. So I was like thinking to myself, well, I need to get a new PS4 at some point, but the PS5 is coming out. Can it hold out? And then I moved the PS3 back there, and it worked uh, for a while. It still plays stuff fine, but its internet connection is shit. And it's, even when it's plugged in, dude, I was getting at max ten to eleven when it's hard or hardlined. Yeah, that sucks. And when my download goes up to eighty, yeah, I've had my download over a hundred once. I was like, whoa. And I'm like, is that no? It's not KB. It's MB. All right, <laughs> I'm just double checking. Uh, but no, I was getting at lowest. I got like a one, and I. HBO wouldn't play. That's always really frustrating when you when you test the internet connection, especially on my PlayStation. You know, I have also have a launch model, and I've had some of the same issues that you have. Um, I'm in that Type 2 NAT restriction that even though I shouldn't have a restricted NAT, my PlayStation has somewhere, somehow hard-locked itself into Type 2... NAT connection, so every now and then, even if... I pay for 200 internet, mm. so I'm getting fucking 200 megs, and I'll speed test my shit, and it's fine, and then I'll test it on the PlayStation, and it's like 30. Yeah. Wait a minute. What's going on here, you know? So, believe me, I understand. I've had a lot of the same issues with my launch model as well. Uh, but, like, on on my PS4... Uh, hardlined, it's no problem. But on, on the PS3, it, I, I, when it can't play HBO, that's Sesame Street. Right. Kids ask for Sesame Street, and I can't play Sesame Street. Um, trying to load up like YouTube, it wouldn't load up thumbnails. Really? Yeah, it would play the videos fine, but it wouldn't load up thumbnails. Trying to watch the WWE Network. There's a sh- there's a podcast I listen to is now has a video version that's on there. Mm-hmm. And they're a third party. They were able to get their show on there. You know, it's like wow, that's awesome. So I watched the first episode when it came out. And I wanted to watch the second one. With the way that network works when it's streaming, when it buffers into a higher or lower uh, resolution, it will actually go back like 10 seconds so you don't lose any of the stuff while it's buffering yes so uh that's just in case so imagine trying to watch this in the first five minutes and every minute or 30 seconds it keeps i feel like i'm taking two steps forward and three steps back here to watch this damn thing i'm right getting and i got tired of it and i still haven't watched it but i got home on Thursday night last week, and so uh, she's like, yeah, I can't watch HBO. And so we've just been watching, like, Blu-rays all day. And she goes, even the Blu-rays aren't wanting to load. Like, like they're taking forever. And I'm just like, old girl's on her last legs, man. I'm going to have to get a new PS3 to play my collection here soon. Hope because like when I play it, it, I don't play it very often anymore. It's very random. So that usually it's like it's it's good enough to play. But like 
I'm like sitting there. I'm like, I'm thinking about getting a new PS4. I don't really want to pay for it right now. And then she goes, we end up, she, she's pretty much begrudgingly telling me I can get one maybe. So I start looking at it and the 500 gigabyte PS fours are like 260 something, maybe two two seventy. I can't remember. But the one terabytes were like three fifty, almost. They were like, man, more than what I thought. All right, because at Walmart they were like three fifty, three sixty, and a Pro is four hundred. And I'm like, if I'm gonna get a new one, I'm getting a terabyte of hard drive space because I'm already struggling with my launch model. It's full. You never upgraded it. No, I never upgraded it. I was going to uh, like the last two tax messes, and I just didn't. I ran out of the first year that I had mine. As soon as I. You know, I was dicking around on Amazon one day, and I saw one of the kits that people were putting together, where it came with the screwdriver. No, yeah. The, you know the the particular screwdriver size that you need, and uh, a nice Samsung terabyte hard drive and everything. Well, looks like this is what I'm buying. It was only like a hundred bucks, you right? Know, barely right. more than the hard drive cost. So yeah, that was something that I did almost immediately. Yeah, I never did it, and it 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 wasn't a problem for a while, and then it became a problem. You know, when you have a game the size of like Metal Gear and uh, GTA Five, you're you're gonna be kind of surprised by the size of, of my biggest game on there, uh, WWE Two K Seventeen. But it's because of all the creation components. You can go online and download other people's creations, their guys, their arenas. They you can do uh, people. You can do custom images uploaded, so people will upload their own custom images. You can do your own stuff. Um, there was this computer uh, booking game that I played where I made my own company. So I went into Photoshop, and made me own, made my own logos, and all this stuff. So I decided to make physical versions of that stuff in that game. So I went to my old logos, got all them remade, put them into the game so I can start making my arenas and what that would look like up here in my head. Mm-hmm. I went hog wild. So that, there's a reason why the space got so overdone on that. But I, I'm like, yeah, if I'm going to get, if I'm, if I'm going like to the point where I'm only going to be spending 40 more dollars to get a, I'm just going to get a pro that point you know when i do get a 4k tv i'll be ready and then even they say it enhances already 1080p it, it definitely does yeah. upscale it so it's like cool and uh i just looked on on walmart.com and they had the god of war bundle and they said it was available I'm like well if i'm buying one anyway i get the game for free and i get a you know a custom looking system mm-hmm. went out there they they had it got it so here I'm walking out going, so yeah, I just did a thing that was uh, not planned today. That That is the first time I've ever went out in, on a whim and did that. I've always sort of planned it out when I'm going to buy a new console or anything like that. So yeah, no, I got the system. I got the game. I had some issues with the system guys though. I had, a, I, I tried to get everything transferred over and I realized that was going to take me nine hours. So I canceled it. And then I just did my game saves and like my themes and stuff like that. Got that over man. And then I moved it out and then I couldn't get the damn thing. It, it said it cannot start PS4 or reinstall the update.
going to butt stuff live. Live <laughs> edition. What? Live edition. A live edition. Tis our farewell show. <laughs> oh, are we passing the Night King around? See, I don't need a lighter because I come prepared. Oh, well then I guess we'll just leave this in our common area because <laughs> I, I do not of, come prepared. I sort of feel like I'm going to slice the fuck out of myself. <laughs> Even though, realistically, I know that it's not actually sharp. <laughs> but I am probably about to die. It does look like rock candy and it's glorious. Mm -hmm. uh, so. Yes. We're playing What Do You Meme? Seven cards, yeah. I thought it was ten, but you, I don't know. It might be I think it's, it's seven because it's different from Cards Against Humanity and that's True. ten. Okay, yes, that's what I'm thinking of. I've played a lot of Cards Against Humanity in my days. <coughs> okay. So, um, did your your phone disconnect from the video? Because it's just me watching now. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we can invite people, yeah. You should. Hi, Nate. Nateykins. Nateykins. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I shared it in our group. <laughs> Good. These are great cards. We oh god, an upset cat. <laughs> an upset cat. We have an upset cat. Uh oh. Uh -oh. oh, was that barfing I heard? Mm-hmm. Oh no. Red alert. Typically oh. in our house that is preceded by. Hey. 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 Like every time. <laughs> um. If you've never played before... Was that so Patty wouldn't eat the barf? Yes. <laughs> Holy ew! Because that's um, what dogs do. Yeah. You turn over one of these fine meme cards. Uh, it's upside down to the... Yeah, it is. There we go. There we go. Okay, you turn over a card, and then you figure out a caption for that meme. The Podfather is here to bless this live pod. <laughs> Peace be well, with you. Um, it's not very blessed so far. <laughs> Try better. Try a little harder, Nate. <laughs> Joanna's cleaning up cat puke. <laughs> bless her. First thing. <laughs> bless your heart. Okay. Oh, I need to read my cards now, okay? <laughs> okay. Back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I love this game. No offense to Cards Against Humanity, but this one is like my new favorite. It's very relatable. Are we all three playing, or um, is somebody like the reader? Oh no, I figured we'd do in rounds like we normally do. Okay, so should I not play in this time? Well, I flipped the card over. Oh. I'm just looking through my cards. So oh, you can oh well, there you go. Shit, okay. we're playing. <laughs> we're doing the damn thing. Do well, the damn thing. I need to look at him. Sorry, people. <laughs> hmm. Sorry. 
Yikes, that card. Wow. <laughs> I can't wait to play them. I haven't read through them all, but that's where we're going. Okay, well, I'm going to take a hit and then judge. So. I should probably share on Instagram. Yeah? Yeah. That would be wise. Oh, I forgot to draw a new card. background music background sound of that one by shouting <laughs> you shouted <laughs> when did this happen <laughs> it wasn't really that loud but because i didn't hear it at all you're on my good side <laughs> oh wait can we do the thing where we swipe up to link does that work on here i have no idea how to do it and now is not the time to learn your story Hooray, okay. I am so far beyond good. Because <laughs> <laughs> before you got here, I had a brownie and a cookie. I had a cookie. Oh, you brought cookies? I brought two cookies. I ate one. And was going to eat them myself. <laughs> and gave one to Julia. I see how it is. Okay. When you're ordering a pizza and your broke friend screams, get wings too. <laughs> it me. Um, <laughs> when you show up on a blind date and they're wearing a fedora. Oh no. <laughs> that wins because it would be awful. <laughs> Thank you. Amazing. Oh yeah, we're just starting in here and I'll figure it out later. <laughs> yeah, that's a good policy. Yeah. Is it, am I going? The box is here. Oh. oh. Oh, no. Okay, hang on. I gotta pull up Facebook again. Now I can read my cards. Oh, yeah. Read through those bitches. <laughs> when you look at your boyfriend after watching The Notebook and realize he's not Ryan Gosling. <laughs> when you think you've been charging your phone for the last three hours, but it was important. <laughs> that one. <laughs> oh. I would have questioned some things if you had picked mine, because I was like, I got nothing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, yes, classic. Oh, yes. Give me your best. <laughs> I guess. Oh well. Alright, let's see what we got. When you're trying to relax but you can't stop thinking about how ugly you are. <laughs> <laughs> Fart smells gourmet. <laughs> Take it. Yeah. <laughs> I did not expect that at all. At all. 
Mine was just truthful. That layer of disgusting. I don't know. I, I was like, the fuck do I have? I would cry if I thought that as well. Very distressed looking chihuahua. Oh, I thought it was because we both ate brownies today. What? I thought it was because he looks high. Oh. What's, well, I don't think, that's not a stoner card. Weird. We do have this stoner pack mixed in. Someone named Alan likes your posters. Alan! Alan! <laughs> Alan! She's not Alan. I have Steve. posters. <laughs> Steve! 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 Steve. When your friends want to split it evenly, but you only had an appetizer. <laughs> when she tweets, my stomach hurts, and you can't remember if you pulled out or not. Oh no. Is it backwards for everybody? Because it looks backwards on the camera, and that would be very unfortunate. <laughs> Hope you guys can learn to read backwards. <laughs> I don't know who got an appetizer. <laughs> of course you played that card. is from the stoner pack. I was like, holy <laughs> fuck, but I was covering up this. I was like, it's not. Wait. <laughs> that was very confusing. Oh my god. <laughs>
Cheers. Mm, mm. Jess says, oh my holy fuck, and I can't help but agree. That tastes like a pineapple lemon head. This looks like, like lemonade. It's great. It's, yeah. It's just tart enough. It's not, you know, so tart it's going to make your lips pucker. Mm. It's, but it's pretty smooth still. Oh, yeah. My eyes light up. It was good. Yeah. A lot of flavor in this little bottle. Very, very pineapple-y. But not over the top. I'm usually not like a fan of eating the actual fruit of pineapple, like raw pineapple. Mm. No, I could eat I, raw I, pineapple all fucking day. I like I the flavor it. of it. I Agreed. like the flavor of it, but sometimes it's just a little too much, and this is spot on. Good. It's good. It's good. This is amazing. You know, this almost tastes like, you ever had that uh, Mexican uh, fruit seasoning that you, people put on like pineapple? And yeah. Stuff? yeah. It almost tastes like you threw some of that on a fresh pineapple and took a big mm. old bite. This was, of course, the one we were most excited to get. Um, it was. I think it's just because there's they're using so much fruit that they always seem to make smaller batches of these Slurpee style. Um, but, yeah, we loaded up. We got more than enough of it. Uh, I'm still kind of overloaded with all the double cherries from... It was just last week, wasn't it? It was. It was last Friday. Seems like so long ago. Yeah, I probably overdid it today. I probably no. bought a couple more than I needed to. Oh, we'll find people that want <laughs> Oh, them. I know. I know. It was a lot of fun. They had, uh, and this goes out to all you. I'm, I'm willing to sell some of them if you right. hear this. <laughs> Fuck, if they're hearing this and you still got it, then. No, I counted yesterday. Sad. I still have four four packs of uh, the Citra Nuggets. Oh, shit. You Damn. did buy a case of it, didn't you? Yeah, I, I bought a whole case of it, and I just been. And no, I bought a case and a half of it. Cause oh, I shit. Bought, about three off the of Brett. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. right. Plus three of Brett's. That's so, right. Well, that's right. I remember that now. I've really had to tone it back because even just buying one four pack a piece every release, that's still 12, 16, 20 beers every other week, you know, and they're 16 ounces. So they fill the fridge up really fast. Yeah. And a lot of these, they're a lot heavier in the alcohol content. So you, so you can't, can't afford to just slam them. Bat. Yeah. Yeah. You just get drunk. The worst thing about the Slurpees is they tell you to drink them fresh. And I'm a hoarder. It's like I want to hold my best beers until that right moment. It's like you can't afford to that. wait that long. You just got to drink them. Yeah, you know? I know. I still have two of the blackberry mangoes I need to drink. Oh, my. I would love to be around when that happened. Those were. <laughs> I'm not joking, Jess. <laughs> those, were, those were fantastic. Yes. Maybe we can coax you into bringing those onto one of these future episodes. Probably. I'm sure that could if we could somehow pull off like a best of, like if we were able to find some of the favorite beers that we've had. I just drank my last Juicy like Nuggets that. last night. Yeah. Mm. I think Casey still has some of the Fudge Nuggets, and God I've got damn, two of those. On point. They're so good. I've got two of those still. I, I drank my last one that I was saving in a drunk stupor one night. Oh, like how you uh, described on an earlier episode where you'd uh, get really drunk and be like, let's drink this badass beer. A 2 a.m. beer? I'm trash. Yeah, yeah, it's a 2 a.m. A beer. Like, Nick, you don't want to drink that. Yes, I do. Yes, yes I do. Yes, I do. We finally today, um, the past couple of releases, we've been bringing a cooler full of beer. Um, and we've been bringing a Bourbon County that I got from this year. We brought it the past two times and we haven't got to it. And today we finally drank it. And holy shit, it was, it was pretty good. Oh, it was awesome. It was pretty smooth. It, it was, was a little smoother than I expected it to be. It was real tasty. Yeah, I agree. 
it was one of the 2017s. I think I've got maybe four or five of those left. And then I gave away one of the uh, 2016s that I had to Mr. Jason Cook at Tays River as a, uh, as a, what would you call it? Like a congratulations for opening up the tap room and stuff. Nice. So I brought in one of our um, vanilla bean bourbon stouts that we made for Thorax. Uh, I brought in one of those and we drank it, and everyone was pretty impressed. I was pretty excited about that. I've got a uh, 2016 Bitches Bank Barrel Massacre Barrel Aged bottle mm. still. Maybe I'll bring that next time I can make it down. That would be sweet. I really want to go climbing in that closet upstairs and try to find those barrel massacres that I've got because I've got, I think, 12 bottles, but I don't remember what they are because I did a good job, you know, just putting them away and forgetting about them. Even I love put, doing that. Even well, put three a, of a them fucking bed in front of the door so I couldn't get in there if I wanted to. <laughs> I found a way the other night when he was sleeping and I was trying to get in there for my Super Nintendo. And uh, I made it happen, which is surprising because I'm at my... Uh, how nicely do I want to put this? Um, the highest mass I've been in a minute. Um, and I was still able to squeeze through the door. At, he, he's know. been... Uh, Cultivating mass. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, because winter has been so long, you know, it was an elongated winter. So instead of like three months, I've had four or five months to to get to a ripe 190. Um, We're going to hop on the bike soon. We're going to start riding bikes. I know. I totally meant to the other day. But the moment I went outside, I was like, eh, I'm just going to run. I'm going to run and see how it feels. And whoo, it hurt. Oh, man, I can't even run anymore. It, it it hurt the uh, the stomach and the lungs, and it wasn't it wasn't fast. Like I, I know that I was going a little slower. It was probably it was probably an eleven minute, twelve minute mile. It wasn't my best, but it's the first one I've done. And since we were doing it, yeah, so months ago, you yeah. know, before winter really hit, yeah, yeah, I almost rode my bike here, but I wanted to bring ices along and. I can't carry a sixty pound dog on my back while I'm riding my bike. Nope. No, you, doesn't you, work. No, not in this doesn't condition. Work. Maybe Figure if I get to my where I was when I was riding all the time, I could, but not Peak right now. Mass cultivating mass. <laughs> you may not like it, but this is a perfect form. Got that dad bod. This isn't I'm even in, my yeah. final form. I'm in. I'm in dad mode right now. I'm. I've got a nice, nice belly going on. <laughs> Brett, Brett and Zach are gonna laugh because I've already and Caleb because I've already made the joke several times today. But uh, after I did the run, I I got back and I was like, "Well, that's all it took. I'm back to Herculean mode. I look like a fucking Greek statue." Jacked. And I, I seriously felt like it. Like I, you know, squeezed in and I was like, "I was like, there it is." And then you know. I took a shower and it wore off and I was like, oh no, you're still fat. Like, <laughs> you piece of shit. But, but it gives you a very mysterious uh, uh, mountaineer look. Like the aesthetic is very Yeah, especially with the, uh, I've not rocked flannels much this year, but the flannel with, uh, with the little belly going on. If Brawny ever updated their logo with the Brawny man. I would, be, you, I would be Mr. Would be Brawny. I bet if we tried, we could... Find how he stands and make me take a picture and pose, and Jess Easily. could Photoshop it. Easily. And I could be the new Bron- Bronny man. 